0: Uh,
1: i I just can't I can't put it into words man and and I don't even think all the pictures i'm taking could, could really especially because I'm only taking it with a cell phone to capture what what my eye is seeing
2: you know what I mean well I mean you know based on the photos that you sent me i mean it's it's beautiful now. Realistically, just looking at the photos at a glance, you know, from, (laughs) I hate to say it, but from a photographer's perspective, that to me looks no different than something I would see here in Texas, you know, maybe in the hill country or, you know, something like that. But it's a totally different environment. And, you know, that's, you know, it's the beauty of travel. It's the beauty of travel, getting to see the world. That's that's the key. And I I spend many, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today. Let's start with this. If you had a bucket list, okay. And you say, okay, in my bucket list, I have the five places that I want to see, you know, before, you know, the last days or whatever it is, or while I'm still physically capable of enjoying it. Now, yes, As bikers, we're going to say, yeah, I want these places to maybe be bike centric. But, you know, there are some beautiful places in the world that, you know, just bikes just don't fit in. You know I mean? Just let's be realistic. They just don't fit in. But if you had to pick those five top five or top three places, where exactly would you want to go?
1: Oh, man that 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 well cuz and i guess that means with no stipulations meaning i could either do it on a bike i could do it on taking a plane or a boat or what right
2: no i mean when you when, okay this this is fantasy so we do, <laughs> so we're going to say there is no yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no that's what i'm saying there's no limit so you don't have any um, okay. Restrictions, you know, you could do whatever you want to, keep it PG, you know, but you could do whatever you want to, and you can go any place in the world that you'd want to go for whatever length of time you'd want to spend that time. I mean, you think about it realistically. Why do we uh, work we, so hard? Gotta be PG. I was saying, keep it, just keep the description PG. But, you know, when you think about it, why do we work oh. so hard? Why do we work so hard? You know, why do we spend so much time doing the things we do? You know, at the end of the day, it's so that we can spend better quality time with family and friends and enjoy life. You know what I'm saying? And I think Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. many people at a certain point, they forget why they started doing the things they're doing. Why did you start this business? Why are you working so hard to get this degree? You know, now that you got this, you know, seven figure job, you know, what's still lacking? You know, some of the... You know, I mean, from things that I've read, more people who are wealthy commit suicide than people that are poor. Right. You know, and that's just because they, I think in a lot of ways, they're just not fulfilled. You know, regardless of how much money they have, how many things they have, how many big houses, it's just not enough. I mean, I I honestly don't believe that wealth makes you happy. It just makes it more comfortable within your own happiness if you have that cash flow, but you can be happy without it. I mean, you got people living in the jungles and in tribes that have never seen a cell phone and they're just as happy as they can be because they don't know what they don't know. You know what I'm saying? They're not missing the things they don't know exist. But anyway, but anyway, onto your story. So you got your three or five things. What would you want to do?
1: All right. Well, and I can't remember if it was Bora Bora, Bali, or whatever. There's a there's a vacation spot my wife always wants to go to, and like the hut is over water, the floors are glass, so you can watch the fish swim under your hut. Uh, that would be one just for the the epicness of of that that uh, that trip. The the second one because um, these are two that I've already thought of, so you hit me with five. That's, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna be short on this for a minute, but I, I know one. I've got a, uh, a friend, uh, and every year they ride from Alaska to the tip of South America uh, road trip. Now, I wouldn't ride with them in Alaska because they, they hit in some, some very challenging roads, uh, uh, and I, I don't think I'd want to be trying to hold the the, the road glide up on it because this would be a road glide trip, that's for sure. Yeah, so um, most likely,
2: most likely those guys are out I, on. It. I, would, I would catch them
1: up in Washington.
2: Right, those guys are most no, likely. No, no,
1: no, they, they, no, they're, they're they're not on indoors or nothing like that. They're out there on glides and all that. I just don't want to start there my first time and go, oh yeah, oh, okay, I can handle okay. it. And, and yeah, I was thinking it's going to be polar ice cap and.
2: Yeah, I was thinking the type of bikes they'd be on would be something like, you know, sport, you know, um dual sport bikes or something like that. Nah, you know? nah. But
1: yeah, nah, nah. you know, they're, they're riding Harleys. I'd probably but I would I would definitely want to catch them at least in like Washington or North Cal uh and and take the rest of the trip with them cuz they they go straight down the uh western seaboard there. And and go all the way down through Mexico down into South America. Um, I think I would love to take that trip uh, for sure. Just because, I mean, once you do that, like you know, what's left? Um, uh, Let me see. Let let me let me me trick three. Let me get one of these messages out of here since we got a couple of people chiming in. You know, we want to make sure everybody stays engaged.
3: I tell you, you guys look so cute on
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing?
3: Check out the west side, Washington State. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: that you know what? Part of it, I would really, you know, like I said, my second one, I, I've got some friends uh, uh, that ride actually with uh, a Masonic club. Uh and they ride down down the west side all the way down the west side. Uh and I mean all the way down the west side, like I'm thinking, hey, I want to go from Texas to New York now, yeah, whatever. Uh that would be an epic trip for sure.
3: Ride from Seattle to the east side of Washington State.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that sounds that would like be that'd be a beautiful ride. ride. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's some yeah, beautiful I've That's some beautiful a country.
1: Just, just bring you some rain gear.
2: Yeah, you're going to need some some weather gear. There's no doubt about that. But then again, it just depends on what time of the year you decide to take the trip.
1: Right. Well, yeah, I know. I, I just, it rains a lot. Uh, you know, there's like, you know, a month that, that it's dry. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't think it's that bad. But uh, actually, I've got some friends uh, from that area. And they keep inviting me to come out, and I really need to just, you know, say one day F it and take off and go do that. Uh, so, so John, John O, is, is that where you would ride? Where, where would your epic trip be? Could be on a motorcycle. It could be because uh, a boat, you know. You know what that is? That would probably be number three for me, man. I would want to do something um, like. Transatlantic or or something on like a yacht, not like not just cruise. Like I, I don't want it to be like a, a mobile hotel, just cruising me you know an all inclusive hotel or whatever. Uh, but like an actual luxury yacht type of thing, you know. Uh, go sit out on the 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 bulk. I mean the the the, 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 the head of the ship. However you want, you know. Uh, like and actually like, get that feeling of a sailor, like the equivalent of glamping for pirates, I guess. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about taking a cruise, you know, but I mean, the the thing is, you know, when you go with the big cruise um, companies, um, whichever ones it is, you know, you don't get that the experience of actually being at sea but then at the same time you also don't want the inherent dangers of being on a smaller vessel so it depends on where you're going to be traveling to now what i was thinking would be really cool if you did something like that and you had a smaller vessel but you've already arrived someplace you know let's say go back to Bali, and you're going to be doing just like island hopping you know you're going to be on one island for a couple of days and you're going to maybe roll out and hop over to another island or something like that because you know you got umpteen islands you know in that region that you could visit so you're still at sea you're still going to be on the water but you are close enough to land that you could you know get off the boat and go and enjoy some of that as well you know what i'm saying
1: yeah yeah well i mean i would say maybe like uh, i'm going to Bali, but i'm going from you know wherever uh and even if it wasn't an island hop like let's say let's say realistically straight shot was a, a 10 day shot not island popping I mean you you go to port to pick up food and water or whatever and of course I'd rather it be a real uh, yacht style so that it is designed to be able to you know cross an ocean uh, not just go from North America to South America type right. of thing um, uh, That I mean that I would want that because for me like the questions you're asking or that you've asked me personally is what would be that that lifelong, never see it again. Cause I, you go to, you go to, you go to a yacht. I mean, a yacht, you go to a cruise. It, it's kind of like, you know, a, a mobile casino or whatever. Like everything is, it's just, you know, I mean, even with me being on the yacht, hell, I uh, partially gonna be a deckhand. Like, you know, I, I had a yachting experience once, a sailboat actually. Um, and like literally was on the ropes pulling and and staring with, with, the, with the wing, the, the main, uh, and 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 it was in a lake, <laughs> like you know, if, if it folded fold over, we could have just floated and and kind of paddled our way back to shore. <laughs> been a long paddle, but right, we would have right. been fine. You know what I'm saying? Um, But uh, just that, just even that little bit was epic because it was like more involved. And I guess that's what I'm looking for is that more involved part of actually being on a. Uh, uh, a sailboat slash yacht where I'm not looking to just be catered to and wake up blah 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 blah, but like really, I'm looking for the experience, not just the the trip. You know?
2: I got you. I got you. All so right. So you, so I so
1: bet far, you this is John O. Let me let me see who this is. I bet you it's John o Telling telling the trip. Hold on,
3: guys. It's good to hear y'all on here. I think my epic ride would be head out of Houston and head up to the east side of Washington State, or I'd love to go ride in Scotland. I know it sounds kind of strange, but I've watched a uh, deal on there, uh, what channel I ate a while back on Scotland. There's a lot of really cool places to ride over there. But uh, that's, that's good to hear both y'all. Man, I hadn't seen y'all in forever, it seems like.
2: You know, that you mentioned Scotland, you know, that he mentioned Scotland. I was thinking about that a couple of days ago, you know, because I watch a lot of these YouTube uh, videos where these guys are literally traveling from one side of a country to another side of the country. And they do this, you know, like every year they'll invite you know like-minded bikers they're not really members of any organization or any club or group they just meet on social media and like hey we're going to meet in you know whatever whatever town and we're going to ride all the way to the other side of the the country you know camp on the way spend a little bit of time you know once they hit their destination and then they spend all that same time riding back so some of these trips could I take to tell you. Yeah some of these trips could literally take up to a month You know, depending on, you know, where they're going and how much, you know, um, road time they're going to put in each day. But from what I've seen of them, they look to be amazing. But again, just like anything else, you know, in video, everything looks great because you only you only post the parts of the the trip that you want people to see. But even with even with the bad things that could happen or the breakdowns or bugs or anything else that could be going on, it doesn't matter, you know, because. Some, in, in many ways, that's a lifetime experience that you would probably maybe only do that once in a lifetime. Now, if you live in an environment right. like that, that might be something you do every year. You know what I'm saying? You're just like, okay, you know, every June, you know, we're going to take off on the 12th and we're going to ride and do our thing until the 12th of the next month. You know and and that's that's acceptable because you live a lifestyle where you can support something like that so yeah that that makes a lot of sense to me you know you know I mean like I said you know it seems like we're we're still leaning more toward um what we would do bike related but you know there's so many things in this world that many people will never see in their lifetimes and I I don't want to get off on a tangent or anything like that but you know whenever i talk to you know my brothers and my sisters you know people of color you know the one thing i always ask and i'm waiting for them to say you know i want to see my motherland i want to go back to you know south america i want to go to africa i want to see you know some of this beautiful country you know where our people came from and learn some of their history so you know when you think about other cultures they travel back and forth to their homelands, even, you know, generation after generation. You know, you'll see Arabs, you'll see Jews, you'll see Asian, you know, ethnicities. And they, their kids were born here. Their, their grandkids were born here. But they still take them back home, you know, as often as possible so they can still stay rooted in their culture. And I think, you know, we miss a very powerful opportunity when we have the funds to do so. And, you know, the opportunity to see that history. You know what I mean? I, you know, that's, that,
1: that's, that's one of those, um, and I guess that's one of those, it's way, uh, you know, uh, how do I explain that? Like, I have, I,
2: have, I have a desire to... You better listen to the drums, uh-oh. they calling you. Listen to the drums, they calling you. Get them drums, they call it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. But, you know, um, black men go to, from, from America, go to Africa and, 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 and are hated. Um, uh, our beliefs,
2: our, our ways are, are, are way different. Um, I'm, I'm going to stop, you. I'm, gonna stop you. I'm going to stop like you. Saying, I'm going to stop you. Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you finish, and then we're gonna get to that point because that is a huge you, misunderstanding. The
1: example was you say you say you, you, you know uh, Italians take their people back to Italy, uh, but there's still those 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 cultures and ways has still been kept in those families. I, I, I point being is I don't know how connected or disconnected that would be. As far as like going somewhere and learning something new, that would be great, uh, you know. And I, I kind of get the point, uh, but saying that would be one of my I need to for the epicness of my life. No, no, that's not, what, know, I'm that's not I what I'm saying. That's not what I do before. Before, like I'm t- I'm describing places I want to do. So when I'm on my deathbed, I'm just smiling like <laughs> yeah. I did it all. You know. You know. I, <laughs> I did this. I did exactly. this. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? I get you. I get and you. So that's what I guess. What I'm trying to say that's that's a whole other conversation. That's yeah, a whole, yeah. I, I feel that, you on that, that. I feel you that's on that. Not, but you know, journey of my lifetimes. That's just different. I, I mean, um, I, I, on, I feel man. I feel and you then, on yeah, that. We got to we got to be really good about keeping these comments going. Hold on. Hey, H Town, low key. I'm
0: over here supporting, showing love.
1: Live with Rome Uh oh What you doing So Yeah That's that day Yeah She's a fool Whatever you do man If you you ever Would hug cute ass Don't go hugging nobody Don't even (laughs) hug me bro You ain't gonna get my ass kicked I'm just saying Right now
0: yeah, I, feel you. I think the main reason why you don't hear a lot of people saying that they want to go back to Africa is because when they come into contact with Africans in America, the Africans that we tend to come into contact, and maybe this is just me and my friends, they presented themselves as not liking us and pretty much telling us you are not the same, stop saying that you are from Africa, you are not like us, and they've been very mean or very curt with us, or like we're beneath them, because like they come to America and they're foreigners. So they have... Even a prestige amongst themselves they believe as opposed to being born here also when you hear about africa you don't really get to see all the beautiful things you don't know that there's actual buildings and skyscrapers and mercedes-benz and you know things of that nature you think that you're just going to go there and be living in a hut or sleeping next to mufasa or something so you know (laughs) there's a media thing that goes into us not wanting to go back over there
2: And exactly right. Just and that's the point I was trying to make. You know, the media, the politicians, the people who don't look like us, those are the people who perpetrate these um, fallacies. And what happens is, since people don't know, they just believe it. And they accept it. They say, oh, yeah, well, you know, Africans, you know, treat us this way or, you know, we treat, you know, people from, you know, Africa a certain way. And I think a lot of that is automatically assumed based on what you've seen in the media and what you've heard from other people. But like any place, you know, I, you know, I've been all over the world. I've been, you know, everywhere, you know, in in my travels, but it doesn't mean that I'm 100% welcome every place I go. But you, you could be living in a subdivision and you're not welcome where you live. So that shouldn't stop you from, you know, experiencing, you know, anything in the world that you have access to, but you are right. She's right. A hundred percent. We see so many videos of, you know, African people and tribal people living in huts and, and eating mud and, you know, digging up roots and all that kind of stuff. But yet, and still, you know, Africa is one of the largest commu- um, you know, countries in the world, um, continents where, oil, diamonds, gold, all of the resources of the world, some of the the most rarest metals come from. So there's huge industry there. And with that industry also comes along, you know, a certain type of lifestyle. You know, people own Mercedes, people own, they wear Prada, you know, they they do all the, the things that you see in New York happens in Africa just as well. So it just depends on what part of Africa you wanted to travel to. You know, the African twin, you know, which is the name of a motorcycle, that that motorcycle was given that name for a specific reason. Because when they manufactured that bike, they had Africa in mind. From what i understand because if you you know that's the kind of bike you're going to need if you're going to be out there in the bush and you know whether you're in africa or you're in australia or any place that has that type of terrain you know that's not a a Hayabusa type of environment that's not a you know a, no. a, a harley type of environment you know what i'm saying so yeah, but yeah. even with, with all that said you know the the only point i'm getting to is you know
3: hey, YouTube, go?
2: yeah what i'm saying is you know when you, if you have an opportunity It would be no different than, you know, going to Germany or you're saying, I want to visit Russia. But one thing that I've noticed the most when I look at other cultures. And you can think about it from a business perspective. The average culture will spend one dollar five to ten times in their own community before they even think about buying from someone outside. We are just the opposite. Not all of us. So I don't want to put us all in a box, but many of us and a lot of that is not because we choose to do it; it is because we are surrounded by businesses that are owned by other people, there are not enough black owned businesses. You know, where if you wanted to go to a grocery store and you wanted to get groceries in your neighborhood, most likely, you know, it's going to be a a Korean owned store, Vietnamese owned store, or it's a big box store something like that. You don't find too many black owned grocery stores. You don't find too many black owned hardware stores or car dealerships or motorcycle dealerships. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying it's not many of them. So seeing a country where those things are everywhere. And owned by people that look like us, I'm not saying it changes anything in your life. It's just an experience. That's all I'm saying. It's an experience. But let's move on. So I got another one for you, and I was thinking about this this morning because you were talking about something uh, the other day uh, when it comes to you know business and industry. So if you had to make a prediction right now, you know based on the current things that we're seeing in the the media. In our communities, business-related, what do you think the future holds for more things being online, more things being cyber? Um, I mean, right now, you think about it, we buy almost everything we purchase online. You know, Amazon, eBay, uh, whatever you mm-hmm. know platform you're purchasing on. Do you think you know, based on your technology, the technology field that you're in, that is the future?
1: I, you know, I I, I think we we're, we're totally onto a whole new shift. Uh, I think Corona has has uh, expedited the rollout of you know everything online. Uh, look at the restaurants. You know, what we were trying to talk about earlier. Uh, the restaurants that are still surviving and thriving are the ones that now. Take orders online and have them delivered. Exactly. Uh, the 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 one industry that I mean, there's uh, uh, uh um what's the name of those laws? I forget. I, I think it's blue blue laws or blue book laws. Blue book laws, I think, is what it's called. But uh, basically, the only industry that those particular laws relate to still is the car industry. That's one industry that hasn't changed in. And since the beginning of selling cars, well, um, well you know, you know, you know it's, it's, and and, you, and now you can get one delivered to your house, like right, my boss, just right, a, right, uh, a, 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 and, and and the dealership wasn't even in town. It's not even in the same town. Like they drove it from uh, two and a half hours, three hours away to deliver his car to his front door uh you know that that speaks volume especially with car dealerships because uh car dealerships have been notoriously of we really don't give a shit about the comfort levels of the customers because they're going to come to us they got to buy a car they want to buy this one so yeah fuck them and now they're bending over backwards to to not only earn uh, uh, uh your business but go above and beyond
2: Well, you know, you know, the Starbucks, you know,
1: it's not even that they're trying to be better than the next competitor. It's the fact that that's the norm now, like that's the normal, not, not because, oh, he bought a Benz and they delivered it to him. Then I could buy a damn Kia and they will deliver it to me, you
2: know? Right. I mean, just like the Starbucks I usually go to there off of I-10 in the Beltway, you know, there's um, I can't remember the name of the dealership, but they have the big spiral um, structure where the cars are up like a vending machine. And you could purchase your car. I think yeah, it's through uh, Amazon. Carvana. Yeah, Carvana. And then yeah. they, they send you oh, this Carvana. little, this little cool coin. And you go in, and you put the little coin in like a little vending machine and then your car cycles down and all that kind of cool stuff. Or they deliver it to your home. So I think in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. that's going to be our future. And just like you said, I think this virus kickstarted some things that a lot of people didn't want to happen for maybe another decade or so but it's happening now i was reading someplace the other day that amazon has already been approved for drone deliveries you know so you think about that realistically you know so if you you want to order something and you have um depending on which um you know plan you have you know, your stuff can be delivered literally right in your backyard, dropped at your door. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Amazon's, you know, delivering every day now, but you're going to see more and more of that in the future because then soon Walmart will be doing it and other, you know, resources will be doing something like that. But what I'm, I'm referring to is a completely different way of thinking. Well, do you see more people in the future working from home? Creating from home, even though they're working for a big company, they're not going into an office space as much as we're seeing. Because I think for decades, I I I think for a long time, I think for a long time, people are going to still be afraid of this virus, even though people, you know, in the media is going to tell, oh, you know, we're good. We have a a antiviral now. You're safe, blah, blah, blah. But it's always going to be people who are still going to be susceptible to whatever little amount of it that's still out there. You know what I'm saying?
1: I, I, um, I, 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 well, one uh, got a lot of friends in the medical industry obviously my wife was in the medical industry uh, building and encoding and stuff like that and all of them were working from home and 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 I, I've often argued and wondered why and and now I'm arguing the fact how would they revert back from uh, these work from home from home statuses because half of these people all they need to do their to do their job effectively is a computer and a, uh, and a phone, a phone line and and maybe a, a camera if they have to go to a zoom meeting and, and that said, then let's say, okay, I am big uh, uh, XYZ hospital down in the hospital district. You know, I'm not going to get specific, but, um, and I'm, I've got, you know, 15,000 employees on this one campus, you know, um, now because of this, all the all the uh, essentials are still there, but the essentials is like a thousand people. Uh, and now I got uh, uh, you know fourteen, thousand people sitting at home doing their job from home, um, producing the same amount of money and bringing in what I need to be brought in to pay all my bills. but yet I'm not using this. Um, building that cost me tens of thousands of dollars a month to use. And I'm definitely not, you know, utilizing that tens of thousands of dollars, uh, you know, electricity and AC and water. And and now, hell, my bottom line just got better because my expenses out just kind of dropped hmm, unless I need that as a tax write-off, uh, y'all probably going to stay y'all's butts at home. And now, actually, technically speaking, if you're at home and that building is wasting away, in itself it's a tax write-off versus trying to do the bills. Yet, yeah, Or I could turn around and rent out all the office spaces that I'm not using anymore. And, again, there goes my bottom line, getting bigger. Um, so I don't, I don't see any I, – I, I mean, I, I think it's going to be – not only harder to get people to go back to work because they got better checks being laid off than than not, but more so uh, certain employers, it's gonna be harder for them to to be like, uh, yeah, you need to come back to the office because it costs me less money if I can get the same amount of money out of you to let you stay at home."
2: I agree with you a hundred percent now, you know obviously you know our what 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 are considered to be um, you know the workers that must be where they are, you know if you work at Uh, Walmart or you work at some type of place like that where you have to be in that physical space. But remember, we were talking about this probably two, maybe three years ago.